uh, where shall the dial land? <laughs> where shall it land? Today it's landing on music. That's <laughs> Do what it. we're going with. Do it. <laughs> there, people are going to be coming through like, Ahsoka? <laughs> I'm not even sure if anybody really cares calling uh, it about that on there. review. Yeah. yeah. And that's that highbrow uh, humor by me, David. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. I didn't graduate fifth grade for nothing, David. The internet isn't exactly known for highbrow humor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Hello, hello. Jake D, welcome to the troll room. We got to do uh, fitness and sports. Jenna, welcome to the troll room. Do it. Uh, Yeah, it's like, hey, having trouble getting to sleep? Just watch a couple episodes of Ahsoka. Maybe even just ten minutes of it, and you'll probably solve that that problem right away. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Um, well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Underground for episode one forty eight. My name is David, and I am joined every week by the one and only Wild West Pimp Style Joseph Nations. Just hello, hello. One, one of these days, I'll get your soundboard back. I promise. Um, I know, David. You're just you know. Killing me inside, my heart just—I <laughs> uh, leave discouraged every day. Oh, here my wild way. Oh, every Monday. Hmm. Sounds like uh, you need therapy or something. If that's the case. <laughs> Joseph, and I'm just surprised you don't. Uh, no one else has the Hawaiian flag in the profile <laughs> pictures. You know, with the Maui f- fires, everyone has the Ukrainian flags, but not the, not one of our. Uh, Union flags. <laughs> you know, I've I've been thinking for a while. You know, it's probably for the best because I've been thinking for a while now that you're kind of outing yourself on the, uh, not everybody, right? But I, maybe Twitter is just like a very special place, and when you have a certain emojis in your um in your name, it's just like Im- immediately you're like, I know where this conversation's gonna go. It's like I'm I don't even want to engage i mean i know some people are getting paid now uh which i feel like has made things worse i don't know if you've noticed that at all um but it there's just kind of this thing that's going on with a lot of people who would be considered like bigger names on there where Mm -hmm. the content seems to be specifically driving the potential cash flow for them uh and it's just kind of like oh on which platform on uh uh, X, formerly Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Matthew? Welcome to the troll room. Um, so, Dude, yeah, I don't know, man. David, you missed it. You should have done the thumbnail. You should have put Trump's mugshot in it somehow. Just I, I thought just about it, but it. it just didn't really go well. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, you could have done, you could have done like his mugshot. You have Star Wars kind of like right there by it right and then it has a one of those comic book uh clouds for when someone speaks and it has now, Trump and he says i'm tired of this crap or something i have you listened to to any of the most recent no agenda Ooh, the most recent one i listened to it came out yesterday I I, the new one no i did not listen was to the yesterday. One that came out okay. yesterday well i'm going to i'm not going to like i listened to was about 10 minutes of 1584 so yeah it was the one that came out okay you probably no, didn't you probably Thursday. didn't get oh okay um there's a new term going around that i 
was aware of the, I guess, the content behind this term. I, I wasn't aware of the term, though. It's called Blacklash. Now, what? yeah. What seems to be happening, and then we're going to get into Ahsoka, guys, I promise. But what seems to be happening is that um, the people who have uh, TDS. Yes. They <laughs> played their hand wrong with trying to turn Trump into a criminal. And now that he has been put in jail, and I wish I could have grabbed the clip because it's hilarious, but you'll hear it, you'll hear it on No Agenda. It's probably about maybe about 30 minutes into the episode. Um, they start talking about this. Um, there are a lot of people in the uh, quote-unquote black community who now see Trump as a more legitimate person and more of like a hero of the people because he got a mugshot and that he had to like drive to one of the like uh, more rough areas of Atlanta and into a jail that would be considered uh, pretty rough. Yeah. And so all of these people have gotten on the internet and they're all just like, yeah, because of that, because of what they're doing and because of the way, the way that we feel that our communities have been treated for the past, you know, uh, for however long. Right. Um, Cause I would imagine that would depend on who you ask. But right. they're all like, because of what we're seeing here and because of sort of the dynamics of what's happening, the black community, a.k.a. Blacklash, is going like, it's just, it's working opposite to the way that you would say mainstream was expecting it to. So they were expecting him, like all this stuff to happen, all these people be like, oh, look at this criminal, this degenerate, this blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But they're all going like, Oh no, he's like a real inward now. Like one guy said that he literally he the guy said I haven't seen the I haven't actually seen the clip, but I I heard it. And the guy said that he had a shirt that said uh the A version of it, but it said N words for Trump on it. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy because there's a lot of more of that more of the quote unquote black community as a whole. <laughs> the men and the women which is saying something the women specifically um coming out in support of him uh but yeah they definitely overplayed their hand i mean i could have yeah. told them that like hey guys you realize no one cares just just because of is who you are and what you stand for like no one trusts you like even even us people who don't um <laughs> you know support the republican party uh don't trust anything the Democrats do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's it, – it, it, I just – I thought that I you would find that interesting. I did. Um, that it's like just – you know, I, I think that no – if we were living in somewhat of a more uh, sane uh, world currently, you know, and maybe it is sort of like a, uh, a, a Rorschach test of sorts – depending on who you tell that story to, how they, they feel about it. Or, like, how, like, where they kind of fall, you know? Because it's kind of one of those things that's, like, it's it's funny no matter who you are, I think. Um, that was popularity shot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so pretty I, much just guaranteed it. And then they're like, and then I don't know if you heard, but like his trial is supposed to be the day right before Super Tuesday. Oh man! And I just, then there's this dude in New Hampshire, um, trying to, that's filed a lawsuit to try and get him off of the. Uh, some lawyer up there trying to get him off the ballot and it's like yeah this stuff isn't happening for no reason i'm sure it's for <laughs> democracy y'all really care about democracy i know because of how much you send away to other countries instead of helping your own citizens out yeah you know? yeah, yeah it's it, all that it's stuff great. is pretty is is pretty crazy um we can send billions to Ukraine, but screw the people in Maui. You, you get $700. Yeah, a person. And that was something else that they mentioned is that— I can afford to stick a gum in Maui. Bro, it's, it's the equivalent of one day of work for the relief workers that are going there. Like, the relief workers are getting paid that per day. Well, I think I sent to you. I was like, what would be really cool is if a bunch of churches got together and— donated just everything to rebuild that community how yeah. uh, what kind of testimony well, would that be the thing you know is, what i mean yeah, well that's the thing is like it if the if the celebrities who many of them live there i i believe that obama has a house there uh oprah, oprah has a house there um zuckerberg yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if bill gates has some property there as well um it would be it would be a a dust off the shoulders of, of those people for them to be able to actually take action in those situations. And I know, I, I think I remember seeing Chris Pratt talking about that, and there was somebody else who who was uh, donating quite a bit of uh, resources over there. So it's, it, you know, it's not all of them, but there's there's clearly, like, you know... It, it just it goes to show i i think even more so we've t we talk about this all the time but like just the way that you know people used to idolize celebrities they used to have this like very almost like mythical uh perception of perception them. of them thank you yeah and now it's just like ugh. um yeah. it, you know you're it's just like I, i'm just they'll, they'll have i'll randomly see something online an article that's like a paid advertisement will come across or like some rant, some stupid random article on on the internet, and they're like, "Did you know that like, um, Ewan McGregor has four toes or an extra toe? You know, it, it, I'm making that up, obviously, but it, like something of that nature." And you're just like, "Dude, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care what these people are doing. You know, um, it, it's it does not we, matter to the, us." I know it's all around the world. This is is typically a thing, but there is something very unique, I, I think, to at least first world countries, and maybe even more so America, and just the unbelievable obsession we have with drama in other people's lives who are in the public eye, uh, no yep. matter what the level of it is. Like I'll I'll have stuff come across like my timelines, and they'll be like, "Did you know about this this like random person who happens to have a lot of followers on here, and that they got cheated out of this thing, or there was this scandal going on?" And I'm like, "Dude, I, who, why do I care about this? <laughs> like, why is this showing up on like, uh, it, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I it, it falls in line with uh, a lot of like the the same way I kind of feel about like activists, where it's like, how do y'all make the time to do this? 
it's like <laughs> like what do you what do you have going on and you it's like it. if you're so worried about this stuff it's like why don't you go like help in a soup kitchen like when what happened to that <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> hey i just find it funny still though how no one changed their profile pictures to the hawaii flag oh of course not it, it just yeah. it, it's not the same they thing. weren't brainwashed into it well, and there's no, it, it doesn't have the same moral grandstanding as uh, trying to be, like, essentially on the right side of history. You know what I mean? Um, it, it really is all, it, it's, 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 it's selfish, it's, it's definitely selfish, but it's very much just, like, how people want to perceive themselves and how powerful or how powerful they perceive that to be to other people. Um, when they do things like that. So standing up for something like, um, you know, uh, uh, Putin, or against Putin, I guess, is it seems a much more like high high and moral grandstanding act than like, oh man, we need to help some people in Hawaii whose houses burned down. You see what I mean? And, yep. and because one also is a ongoing thing, and yeah, the, the Hawaii stuff is, but like it's, it's in the same category as any sort of disaster where it'll get cleaned up and people will move on quickly. Whereas like, mm-hmm. that's not how war typically works. I mean, you look at everything that happened in the middle East over the last 20 years, like the people Are were able to feed off that forever. Care for Hawaii as much as they do Ukraine. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I, there's no way to really know that, you know, because you no, get, there's no really way to quantify that. It's just an unfortunate thing, you know. I don't even think it's about. Then. Yeah, I don't even think it's about people who really care about stuff. Also, is the TikTok live still working? Yeah, it okay. is. Okay, it is. Um, I changed the category because we just weren't getting any traction. Okay. Hello, Whoopa. Hello, Jonathan. I'll see if anybody else showed up to the troll room yet. But no, more so trying to uh, change my uh, profile picture every for the live stream every week to something new and interesting. I am. I think I'm going to stick with the uh, the Ken motif, and then eventually have someone do a uh, a rendering that is similar but like cartoon. You know. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should get you a uh, white fur coat like that, and a necklace, and then the glasses and I, the headband. I do. Legitimately, I think I might do it for Halloween. Yeah, and then we, you could do that. We'll have to come up with something for me. And then that can be our the underground logo. <laughs> you already have. We have to. I it, oh oh okay. So funny story. We can move on to slightly more lighthearted things. Um. So I was looking at uh some Chat GPT stuff to help with uh search engine search engine optimization. Um. So I've been messing around with it a little to see if uh it works to just essentially ask Chat GPT for um optimized titles descriptions uh and then using that and changing stuff a little bit because for those of you who are have ever been involved in um like the world of social media youtube whatever um so, like writing descriptions and titles sometimes descriptions more so than the rest of them and then having to put in all your tags is one of the worst parts of it it takes forever i i mean it, it, it it's it's miserable like you could spend an hour trying to get this stuff to be specifically optimized um for search engines 
And um, so I've been messing with ChatGPT a little bit to see if it does actually pull bigger numbers if you uh, get, you know, like slightly better titles. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I was like, I haven't really looked into any of the, um, uh, what is it, the like image creator stuff. And so I, uh, I went on, I was just kind of searching around, um, and if anybody has any recommendations, um, but I, I went to a couple of them and tried typing in Wild West Pimp Style to see if I could get like a, some sort of image so that if, if we ever got to that point and I was like, hey, like, this is kind of what I'm looking for. And to be honest, I think with the right artist, if we were like, hey, this is kind of what we're looking for. Uh, they'd be able to do way better than any um, like AI program. Would. AI could. Um, yeah. But I was hoping that just for the sake of it and and for the joke. But it just uh, first of all, it just wouldn't return anything. And I'm not sure what part of the sentence "Wild West pimp style" was too egregious for these AI generators. <laughs> <laughs> but they just they wouldn't do it. Um, They're just not familiar with me, you know. No, no, and I, I it, it's the kind of the problem is that there's kind of a lack of humor within those things. Um, you know, like hey, give even if you're just like wanting it to give you, you know, a, a previous president like riding um on some sort of like crazy mythical creature or something, you know what I mean? Um I was going to go with an Asako, um, Ahsoka, excuse me. I'm, not, I'm saying Ahsoka <laughs> so much now it's stuck in my head. Uh, I was going to go with a that image. I don't know if you saw it of Ahsoka doing that jump when she goes to fight the person that has other lightsabers, dual lightsabers, and oh. she jumps. And when she jumps and spins, it's like one inch off the ground. <laughs> I, you know, I watched that. Maybe I just didn't. The thing, the, she has the funniest run. Um, it's not. It, it's not as noticeable in the first episode, but in that same episode when she crashes out of the window and starts running towards um, the the mystery character, the mystery box character, um, which oh yeah, it'll get Thrawn. revealed. Uh, no, 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 Thrawn. No, 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 it's not Thrawn. Um, they, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing either Mahler or somebody talking about just like they really needed to to do something to make her look like she was running faster. And because the way that, you know, I don't think Rosario Dawson is very tall. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm not certain. But at least in some of those shots, which has a lot to do with it as well, um, it just made her look really slow and like it was just taking her forever to get where she was going and and well we're going to get into it with the show man but like there's so much wrong with just the creative aspects of this show it's baffling to me it it feels so lazy dude this show drug and drug <laughs> and drug on like it was a drag and to get through. I need to write. I'm going to write this note. Talk down. about making interesting, boring. They did a great job. They they have that down to a T, Disney Star Wars as a whole. They know how to take something and that should be interesting and make it entirely boring. This is the thing. And, like, I, I, I guess it's really, you know, we talk about this a lot, but you're sort of just arguing about the bottom of the barrel. 
WWPS. Sorry, I was looking at the troll room. I shouldn't have looked at the troll room. No, you're fine. Um, Matthew Newman, what what do you mean? What is WWPS? Did I miss something somewhere? Anyway, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about how so distracted. Disney has the formula down for making oh, okay. interesting, boring. So I heard a lot of people um, talking about the show and being like, well, at least it's better than this other thing. And I understand what they're saying from... So like people are like, oh, it's better than Boba Fett. It's better than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, mo- it, it seems like most people are at least of the opinion that even though a lot of people don't like Andor, that Andor is like... The best oh, thing to come out of Star Wars since the original trilogy? Yeah, that's at least fair. Um, well, no, because you have... No, no way. Um, but it, it you have a lot of people that are like, as, as far as the television is concerned and probably even the... Uh, the new the new trilogy people are like well yeah like Andor falls probably before a lot of that um, but it's a you know again we're we're at the bottom of the barrel with all this stuff but my biggest problem so far with the show man and like I, I'll take stupid entertainment more than just boring bland lifeless television and that's what this is yeah Yep. Yeah, it completely missed the mark. And I think one of the problems is is that the dialogue is just boring. I mean, it, it seems like they told because a lot of the actors in the in the show they're not bad actors. I've seen them in other things that they've been fine, right? They've been great. Uh, and it just seems like they've told pretty much every character just be stoic the entire time, and stoic is just staring and contemplating. That's it. There's oh, hardly man. any. So not only are you having this dialogue, so so you have this dialogue that is in itself seems boring, and then the delivery is also boring because everything is just done with a lack of emotion, just stoicism. It, and it, the show it, feels like that a lot of that stuff was put in there for longer run times. Yeah, I don't know if you got that impression. Um, I uh, just really don't understand what they were what, what they were thinking. I feel like this is a common thing I say <laughs> with Disney, to where it's like I come from the standpoint of maybe they just need to hire an everyday person to view Did something oh. and just be like, "What are y'all thinking? Like, are y'all? Yeah, do, do you not know how to write? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not. I don't know. I kind of thought this was as bad as Obi Wan Kenobi." the show uh, well I, yeah i think they all if fall not in, worse i think they all fall into that category like, i mean and i just didn't care to watch andor i watched the first episode and yeah the first episode was fine um yeah it gets I, it gets better everything else surrounding i just didn't care it's like i'm just not I'm not invested anymore it's just been yeah. too bad for too long i i'm gonna have to i think i'm just gonna have to finally sit down and finish andor i got through the first three episodes because I think at the time that was all that was out and then I just we got busy and there were so many other things that we were doing and because we haven't and and like I haven't been invested in Star Wars in years at this point whenever Last Jedi came out was probably the last time I was um, invested at all and um, 
everything since then is just it feels like it's been downhill and um you know uh one of the things that's really weird about the show um you i i uh, I, I am very much assuming this because i i think i know you pretty well but you never watched rebels right the animated show that this is sort of nope. the sequel to if you will um it i never finished it and i was i thought about just looking up a kind of recap on YouTube, and I I vaguely know I know enough that I'm familiar with characters in Ahsoka because of it, and certain events that happen in that for you know just being on the internet over the years. Um, and I watched I think I mean dude it was 2013 maybe when I was watching the first season of Rebels because uh, it was like just something to watch you know. Um, and, you know, it's just sort of a generic kid show for a while. Um, it gets a little, like, grittier, I guess, as the show progresses. Um, but it, what's so weird about this show is that it is almost rely. No, I won't even say almost. I think it. I think you could easily make an argument that it's relying very heavily on you having seen all of rebels for emotional payoffs for certain moments. Um, because for me, and I, I think you felt this way and I've got, I'm going to pull up, uh, frames from the show. Um, if you don't have prior context to any of this, this show, I mean, I, I think either way, this show just like falls very flat. Um, but you don't even have something previous to this to be able to be like well at least I can kind of attach myself to that thing you remember how like when we were talking about Guardians 3 the big thing for you and me was like I have a connection to Guardians 1 and somewhat Guardians 2 and so there there is that connection for me to these characters and the, the previous like pieces of the story well that's kind of similar with this and you get something that is the new part of it, but then you have, like, this really terrible-looking painting um, that was very reminiscent to that painting in uh, Rings of Power, if you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, that doesn't seem like it fits into to this, like, live-action... Cartoonish, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks exactly like the cartoon, and I'm like, would you really have had like a small child paint that? I, it's odd. It's it's really really odd. Um, dude, I was rolling when I saw that. Um, man, I just I just can't get over how slow every line of dialogue is delivered in this. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm telling you, people just stare at each other for half the episode. <laughs> And there's a there's a very uh, there's a uh, this kind of lack of expression on anyone's face, and when it does show up, it 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 feels like they did a first take and they were like, "That's good enough," and moved on. Because there's things like, uh, uh, you know, um, I uh, Sabine, where she like wakes up from a dream or something, and she goes, huh, "Ezra," and you're like. Well, that felt really fake. It, there's just it's stuff like that through the whole episode that 
Uh, both episodes, actually. Sorry, I, there are actually two episodes. Um, Surprisingly, which yeah. aren't consistent at all. The first one's like a bit over an hour, and then the second one's 45 minutes. I'm like, guys, and why not, are you making them this long? They're not that good. Just make them 25 minutes Like, and like it's for not, my sanity. They do the same. So, well, the, so the first one is pretty long. Um, the runtime for the second one is roughly... Too long? 37 minutes. And then the first one... What, 55? Uh, yeah, so that's like what it tells you, but the, the thing that they're always tricking people with on these is that there's a lot of um, previews, credit. or like credit stuff at the end. 51. Um, so yeah, that one's still quite a bit longer. Um, and it just, dude, it, it drags. And we're, we're gonna, we're actually gonna start talking about this in just... Well, they padded the, the episodes with actual silence throughout without substituting mm-hmm. anything interesting to look at or to think about or whatnot. It's just complete silence and nothing's really going on. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it looks, you know, the CGI in this and actual productions for the most part look good, except for the costumes. They look cheap as crap. Or just Maybe it's just a digital yeah. camera making it look too good but they look especially that opening scene the the good guys who are they're supposed to be um the rebels the yeah it's the new republic i, I the believe new republic. the troll room the can correct me i'm gonna get I'll, I'll get stuff six. i'll get details wrong for sure yeah me too um they're, matthew, Ma- enough, they're, Ma- uh, matthew their uniforms look completely stupid by the way yeah they do um yeah it, it's brown, it brown like and blue button. it's just uh, uh i'm like, come yeah. on, guys, a bit a, a bit more effort here. There, the design is kind of all over the place because I actually think that our our mystery um, our mystery Jedi, you know the um, uh, Ray Stevenson's Ray character, Ray Stevenson and um, Ivana oh. Sakano. Yes, the blonde hair chick. Yeah, um, they. I, I thought they looked better. Um, and yes, well, well, let's let's just kind of get into it because like this is good, kind of a good point for us to actually pull up the. Um, uh, the Are you ep- actually going to be previewing the episode? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something we haven't done in a long time. Um, you drop Daddy a link. Oh yes, uh, I didn't think about that. Now how? <sighs> if not, if it's too much, don't worry about it. Let's see. Give me one second. So for while David's doing that, I will let y'all know Dune's been delayed, if you haven't heard, until March of next year. And then also War of the Rehirum has been pushed out to December of next year. So that's good to know. Too bad they didn't push out Aquaman. That would have been a lot better. Yeah. It did get... Whoops. It did get delayed a little bit, but I don't think it was. Um, that movie is going to flop so bad. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Even though the first one, I oh, think the, didn't what did the Blue, first one do pretty well good? What for did Blue? Them? Yes. Oh, it made a billion dollars. Um. J- well, let's 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 be honest about it. Jason Momoa's abs made that movie a billion <laughs> yes. dollars. Um, Fair enough. Because like every. Uh, like I, I just very much remember every woman that I knew at the time was because they, you know, they knew uh, 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 that I reviewed stuff and 
um, was like at least somewhat interested in in the different franchises. And they were like, oh, have you seen Aquaman? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> but it was always like these different women. And then like a few of them were very honest about it. And we're like, oh, I basically just went because of Jason Momoa. So there was very much a, a time and place for that where um, he was kind of the hot item. And that's that's why that movie did so well. Because it's it sucks. Yeah. I, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Oh, it's it it's pretty bad. Something else. <laughs> that like that Bible man costume that the the villain <laughs> was wearing at the end of it. I was just like, oh man, talk about bad design. Um, okay, right. did you? Oh no, I have to pull. I have to give you the watch together link, don't I? Yes. Um, right, come on now. I'm doing. Also, for those who don't know, it was says stated today that Barbie surpassed harry potter and the deathly hallows and it has even adjusted for inflation it uh is has done more than harry potter and the deathly hallows part two which was not a good movie (laughs) you know it's funny how people have kind of come around on how bad the writing in harry potter is yeah you know trust me they can remake those movies and i'll be fine with that (laughs) (laughs) did you get that link yeah i got the link okay cool all right, everybody I'm can see so many that. people mad right now. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh. Matt in the troll room mentioned too that he he thinks Sabine is the one who drew that uh that drew that uh, painting in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, well, back in Rebels, that was the other thing. Speaking of which, like, I don't want to do homework, man. I don't want to. Go have to it's, watch another show to understand to understand what's going on prior to this show happening. Like, yeah, if you I know what I like, mean. Dude, and it's just like to where I can seasons. get a good a good understanding. And it's on top of that, I didn't even know timeline to, where we were at. Like, okay, so I know you have the original <laughs> ones, then you get the prequels, then you got the crappy ones that just came out with uh, Ray, then you got all the. 1800 star wars shows that have come out that have sucked too four seasons um, and it's just like where are we at here and if i remember correctly i think it's like is this supposed to be right before the the force awakens is that right um so uh i i don't know exactly where it is in the timeline but it's it's between return of the jedi and force awakens yeah yeah, and this is the problem. I'm a normie when it comes to Star Wars. Dude, why I am do you expect me too. to? Yeah. Why do you expect me to to go do any homework? I don't care to do that. It's not that interesting to me, especially with the list of crap you put out. I, I, you know, I think you can go pretty deep into like Star Wars lore, but I'm gonna say something that is probably gonna be very contentious with people. I think as a brand, Star Wars is just a normie brand at this point. I don't, yeah, I don't is. think it has any credibility for the most part there's some stuff from like if you're talking like 15 years ago uh there's some stuff like knights of the old republic the extended universe stuff uh before disney took over maybe even some of the newer stuff i know jake uh friend of the show jake uh still reads some of the books um and he gets like deep into it and i've had a couple friends over the years who have been super deep into star wars um but at this point as a brand it's just, I, I find nothing appealing about it, like yeah. at at all. Um, I I think the writing is terrible across the board. They, 
you know, characters are boring, like all the stuff. And I'll see stuff on the internet where people are talking about it, and they're just like, oh, like you know, oh, it's, I'm a really big fan of this, and the only thing that they talk about is like, oh, isn't it cool that this is like a shot for shot um, of this thing from Rebels, or from this thing, or that thing, and I'm like, y'all don't actually care about this stuff for the content, do you? Like, it's, it's just visually stimulating something in your head. Yeah. And... It, the deeper and deeper that Star Wars goes in, like on, I guess the deeper and deeper it goes on being owned by Disney, the more it falls into this pit of just being this thing that is really unappealing to me. Um, on the bright side, and I want to talk about this a little bit when we get into sort of like the villain aspect of this and a lot of other shows. Um, I've been talking about on the show a little bit and in the Discord that I've been reading just to an obsessive level, everything that Mark Millar has ever done as far as his comic book stuff, um, that dude knows how to write villains. He's pro... uh, And who is he? uh, Mark Millar. So he wrote Wanted, Kick-Ass, Kingsman. um, Those are the three most popular uh, that he's done because those have all gotten releases as far as uh, like cinematic movies. Um, but he's written, um, he's in the middle of what you would probably consider his sort of like, (sighs) I can't remember exactly what they call it in comics, but it's sort of like the big event for like where everybody kind of comes together. And it, he is a, like, he is a menace to his own characters in this thing, man. And he's got, he's got this one character, uh, called Nemesis and he's written two comics about him. (laughs) <laughs> the dude, dude, he is just a, he's like exactly what I want from modern villains. Like just his, his kind of like archetype. It's sort of like if you had, um, you know how when we talk about, I, this is the best way for me to explain this without giving too much away. But you know how when we talk about the way that people do make like stupid decisions in uh, a scenario like a villain will have grabbed someone by like the throat like they clearly are at this advantage and instead of like pulling out a knife and like stabbing them in the gut and like making sure they finish them off they like throw them across the room and it's become like this big trope or whatever where this happens all the time so it's like if that happened except this guy knows ex- it, like he knows exactly what to do like he has a purpose and he's like going after people and he's taking them out and there's not this whole like oh it's a scenario where the hero or the the person who is like uh on the receiving end of this is uh maybe going to make it out because the villain just makes some stupid mistake that's just a writing cliche um, to be able to get out of the situation. It's like, it's not that at all. Like, when this guy gets a hold of someone in a situation, it's very believable that it's like, oh, this person is absolutely uh, in a in a bad place. You know, like, oh, he, they're not going to make it out of this. And then what happens is, is because the villain is so dangerous, when the there is a, like, pretty good explanation for why the other character is able to get out of that scenario, because they, you know, they either... Um, uh, outplayed them, uh, you know, like outwitted them or overpowered them or whatever the case may be, you go, oh, this is totally believable. 
And that, dude, is what has been missing from so much modern writing. Yep. Um, and I, I just, like, I, I was thinking about it over the last couple of days because, and we'll get into it with this, there's this, um, there's this, uh, problem with the characters in this, especially the end of the episode, the first episode, where they just, like, they don't finish the job, you know? Like, someone stands in their way. Clearly, there's, like, this intent to kill the other person, and it's like, eh, I've done enough, and they, like, leave. And you're like, what is going on? Like, what, the dis- and that's, what, dude, I'm telling you, it's why it, it, it is so refreshing to be able to see a villain following through with their plans which sounds ridiculous that that's even a complaint in our sort of like modern entertainment in, in like industry or whatever but uh it was wild to really me and I, I was like that's why it's so good because you're just like oh this dude is wild and he's like he's dispatching people in like the most absurd ways and like getting revenge on people in like crazy ways and then I was thinking about this, and I'm just like, man, we don't get that in anything modern. Like, it's not as if with like Disney, I'm expecting uh, them to just, you know, it's still it's for a specific age range, audience wise. Um, at least they're trying to appeal to some of those that younger audience as well. But like, not having characters that feel like they could take out heroes at any time is so boring yep. like there there's there's never like a massive threat to any of these characters because you're like no tension no yeah state, yeah line, nothing to get you invested and inter- interested in them because oh okay hey this person might they may actually lose here they may actually die there's something that could actually happen and so i think that's what made game of thrones so popular it wasn't it wasn't necessarily subverting expectations and that's where the long the wrong lesson was learned by hollywood it was (laughs) you know hey your main character can actually die there's stakes in this rather than it just being okay superman's gonna live yeah and there's not not anything necessarily wrong with superman living it's just like okay what about the there's ways to do that and make that interesting but you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah just when it's every show and everything coming out and it's just you know, you have the hero of the story, and they do these stupid things, which you would think would put them in very much in harm's way, and it's just written out this, there's just an easy write-out option. Much like how the Force does every time somebody gets stabbed in the gut. <laughs> Poor Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, he got done dirty, didn't he? Um, did. Alright, so let's, let's get into this a little bit, and... Um, if the thing will work. So we get our little like red Star Wars thing, and then we get all this really generic red text. Um, I don't know who thought this was a a good idea. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> Trying to do the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah. They're you know slightly different. It, yeah, in it, it's this is a great. Uh, sort of image of what the rest of this is going to be like. It's it's 
trying to evoke something from the past without putting any effort into it at all. <laughs> yeah. Best way to put it. Um, but yeah, so they're basically, I honestly, dude, I didn't even read this um, when it came up. I was like, oh, all right. Oh, but I did, oh, I did I pick up on it. this. I thought one of the funniest things, for whatever reason, is that you had a character named Morgan Elsbeth in this show. <laughs> that I, I it reminded me more of something that you would get from uh Macbeth or something. Yeah, or like a Pride and Prejudice type story, not yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Where you have <laughs> you have characters uh with you know uh Ahsoka Tano, Sabine Wren, uh Balin Skull, and then you have Morgan Elsbeth. It just <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Pride um, and Prejudice. Now, the troll room is probably going to have to help me out here. Um, Morgan Elsbeth, for, you to, for Joseph, um, is a witch, which is something that appeared in Star Wars, I think because of Dave Filoni, but someone will have to, to let me know for sure. Um, Star Wars have... Star Wars has witches? It has, yeah, they have witches now. And it's kind of those <laughs> things where you're just like, why? Hey, whatever, man. The Force can do whatever it wants to do, so why not... Why not have throw witches in it too? Yeah, so she is. Do witches use the force too? I, <laughs> I think so. Was like the yeah, power in it. Am, am I correct in that? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I think I think you might be right though. Oh yeah, the, they were the troll room was saying that the text isn't even like properly centered. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it does look really bad, doesn't it? Oh man. They really just oof. Didn't really try. Don't they typically no. use yellow? Uh white. I thought it was white. That you know that's something funny. I'm not 100% sure. Space wizards and witches. Forced cultists is what the chat is saying. That's what the witches are. Um it's for just some like general name. Uh, there's a, there's yeah. a map that leads to him because apparently they needed to copy the exact formula of the Force Awakens. <laughs> Dude, they put someone else in the troll room. Just I didn't even notice this. They put four dots on the ellipsis at the end. <laughs> oh man. Dude, that is such like a representation of this show. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay, so. Um, we get our, again, just, this has become such a trope uh, for Star Wars, where it's like, the ship in space, and we all know, like, what's, you know, that something's probably going to happen to them, right? And, yep. so they're doing their thing, um, you know, we don't really know who any of these characters are, except for that they're with the New Republic, um, this, okay, talk about stuff being, like, off-center, too. Dude, this shot right here drove me crazy. How it's like you couldn't this this ship in the background is just a CG render. And you're right. telling me you couldn't either move the people in this shot or the ship to line it up so that he's like level with the ship. Dead center. Um, you know, yeah, shot wise I, I, I thought it was pretty bad myself in the costume. They oh just, my god. Yeah. This is dude, this is the like, thing. It looks like they came right off the uh comic-con rack and you know what part of the problem is is it's because and i've said this before about a lot of fantasy the camera's too sharp yep 
they're, they don't have any sort of filter on this to give it a little bit more of a... Um, Lived-in appeal. Yeah, and that's it kind of... It doesn't feel like a lived-in world. Yeah, and this is... seems too clean. It's too clean. And, the, dude, this is right... The, there has not been that much time between the Rebels and uh, the New Republic taking over. And the New Republic is supposed to be the good guys? Uh, right. I think so. I believe that is correct, yeah. Um, okay. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought Until I'm corrected, that's what I'll call them. But yeah, it's, they're, the new, they're like, the new. This captain didn't try to confirm who these people were, only had this small <laughs> squadron of easily killable people. What show did that happen Just, in? Wasn't there another Star Wars show where that happened? What were we watching? Oh, I can't remember. Because I was thinking the same I don't thing. I remember. I was thinking the same thing when we watched this. That there was something else that we were watching a while back, where they something similar happened, where they were like, "Oh, um, we don't know who these people are. We don't know if they're a threat to us, but we're just going to let them on our vul- like become more vulnerable to them anyway." Yep. And I think it was a very similar scenario that happened. I wish I could remember what it was. Um, I want to say it was in Star Wars, but I can't, I honestly can't recall. Um, anyway, maybe it, dude, maybe it was Obi-Wan. It may, I, I was trying to look trying up to here, but if, oh, that may be right, well, but I thought that was there, absolutely stupid. There was that scene, you remember that one scene in Obi-Wan where they're like sneaking into the Imperial base and they, they're basically like, yeah, you can go in. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was, <laughs> No, um, I don't know if there. that's that was it, but yeah, it's there's a lot of that that happens in Star Wars where people just make, and this is what I'm talking about, dude. People keep making stupid decisions, like in this. It's not just Star like, who Wars. Who would do that? You have yeah. someone, a, a ship coming to land on your, you know, uh, destroyer ship or whatnot. To, it it the, ruins receive spacecraft, yeah. receive spacecraft, and you just you don't get people pointing weapons at them you don't do anything to verify and make sure who they are you don't fire <laughs> warning shots you, you don't do anything to confirm to not put anyone in danger it's like no nah, just, <laughs> just i'm gonna go down there with freaking he, Toto what did he, and what did he you know say? a couple of blasters he says because he says something to the lady that he puts in charge let me see if i can find this i'm, I'm gonna play just a, a few seconds of this i'm calling their bluff oh yeah he's like i'm gonna call their bluff <laughs> by inviting these strangers onto the ship who are using an old Jedi code, which really does narrow down your scope of who these people could be. Yeah. And it's incredibly naive for this guy to do this. And 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 I think we learn later that they like demolish that. They they t- I think they kill everybody. That's at least the kind of understanding later on when we we find out that uh the the ship was like ransacked. Um, yeah. we're not, we're not giving like complete confirmation, but I think it's a, it's a safe enough bet that that's what happened. Yeah. It's and it's just like, implied. oh no. You know what this but, show hey. has a problem of doing, by the way? Uh, I don't know if you picked up on this. Uh, they have a problem of describing exactly what you're seeing happen before your eyes. It's like, it, you know, as an example, it's like somebody's, um, eating mcdonald's right and they're like oh you joseph is eating mcdonald's right here watch him grab the fry and eat it and then two and and it's like we're seeing what's happening on the screen yeah 
once it happens again, I'll point it out if I if I see it. But I noticed that a lot in this. I'm like, isn't that kind of like the first rule of writing when it comes to film is you never describe what's actually going on unless it's to the benefit of a character or something so, that the audience is seeing? Yeah, it, it does depend. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of people have to be careful of when criticizing stuff is that there's a time and a place for dialogue for exposition of like law you know you have some say take something like uh Quint, any of the works from quentin tarantino um he does a lot of expedition he does a lot of dialogue um typically and it'd be interesting to like break down something one of his longer uh uh expositions in, in a movie um because one of the things that that can do especially if you have a really good actor um, involved in that uh, is to put them there to just be to, to give like a, a pretty strong performance right uh, you know I, I bring it up quite a bit but one of the ones that I, I've always really liked um, is basically any of the scenes with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver in A Marriage Story where there's mm-hmm. a it's very dialogue heavy it's very much about their relationship the exposition you're learning a lot about that but it's the context in which they are giving that that the audience can be more receptive to it it's not as if yep. like or you know sometimes it's it's, it's interesting stuff, too you're yeah invested. yeah exactly there's you're you're invested in what's happening and being like well you know, uh, you know, a lover scorned, and they're bringing up something from the past. It's like, of course, they're going to explain that. They're not going to, you know, jump to a different part in the time just to show you like uh, someone cheating on someone or you know that specific moment. It actually does make sense to be like, you remember the time that like, and they go into some sort of story or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. And so it it's yes, I think show don't tell is very important. Um, it's important for uh, and and again, a problem that this show has that we will highlight quite a bit, uh, and we've already talked about some, is actors, one of the things that they have to do is be able to express things on their faces. That's showing instead of telling. So when um, you know someone wakes up from a bad dream or whatever and they have a look of terror on their face, you know that without them being like, man, I just had a bad dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we don't need you to tell us that. It's clear that's what was going on. Now, I think if in another scene someone is like, well, hey, what's been going on with you? And they're like, because they they are concerned because they can see on that person's face something's going on. They're like, well, I had this dream, and it's like, oh, well, what you know, what was it that shook you so much about X thing? And they have a conversation about that, and it's kind of fruitful to the story or building the yeah. character relationships or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, as Matthew said in the troll room, uh, Star Wars is showing while telling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just. <laughs> I'm angry. Mm. <laughs> um, so, as we've already kind of mentioned, uh, these are uh, they're they're mystery lightsaber wielding force users. I mean, because they're technically not Jedi, but I I may just call them mystery Jedi um, for like convenience that. sake. Um, you know, I like uh, I like to call him Punisher Jedi instead. <laughs> I like Ray Stevenson in this role. Um, I I think he's attempting effort. R.I.P. Yeah, it's it it does suck, uh, dude. What is it with some of these guys that are somewhat cult favorites, like him and um, who was the guy? He played uh Wesker in that Resident Evil series. That clip that's oh, done. Lance really, Reddick. Lance Reddick. 
these guys that like their last roles are always in stuff that's kind of like, oh, I really don't want you to be remembered for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. But I think he, uh, he was. I think he's good casting for for what they're doing. Um, he gives off some vibes of other characters to me, like other kind of like Sith type characters um, in Star Wars, and I think it works pretty well for him. Um, and I actually his apprentice. I don't actually really hate her design and what they're doing with her too. Uh, at least as of now, um, she's a little too like grumpy, and it's a little too obvious. Like she has like like issues, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's having um, doubts about something, or she, she didn't. Stri- yeah, she didn't strike me in this. I, I just didn't really have. And we'll talk about that lightsaber fight at the end. But other than other than that, like uh, I I found neither of them to be that egregious. Um, which is yeah. about, and I'm I'm really am trying to find. And pick out small positives. You know, <laughs> I was. Too. I do think. I do think the CGI for the most part was good. There are scenes where it doesn't work, but I think that's probably the Ray Stevenson and her. That's probably that the highlight of the show for me because probably about at that thirty minute mark, I fell asleep and had to finish <laughs> watching the first episode the next day. I don't know if I, if anyone else fell asleep in this, but I certainly did. But and this uh, first scene right here, when Ray Stevenson goes to the main room or whoever it was that does, I thought for sure that the captain lady was about to defend them off or something like uh, that. Like, <laughs> like when? Oh, that would have been bad. Dude, I would have died. I was kind of hoping for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, please do it. Please. So he uh, he goes in here and finds Elsbeth, and we get our title screen, which is... Again, I like that interesting. No, I don't. What are they doing with this? Like, I, I don't know. Um, from a design standpoint, I, I just there's nothing about that that I really care for. Um, in our episode title, um, this, this may did not make me desire to watch any more episodes. No, and you know. We get and the Ahsoka. only reason why I may watch future episodes is if uh, our special guest we wanted to have on tonight lets us know. Um, if it's like three weeks from now, I'll probably just watch like the last few episodes or maybe that's. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're going to, I think really we're, want, I really don't want to continue watching this because we got Wheel of Time coming up. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can take it, dude. I really don't. It's too bad. We're already in it. We're already in this. Um, we may, well, we're, Probably, well, we might, we may do next week anyway. I might, because if we just watch the one episode of Ahsoka and then just do like a quick show on that, um, I can probably fit that in next week because I'm going to be out of town all. Uh... No, we got to do a uh, Wheel of Time. Is that coming out already? Yeah, comes out this uh, oh, um, man. Friday, I think. Okay. We'll, September, uh, Saturday, se- September 1st or 2nd, I think. All right. We'll, we'll figure out how to make it work. Um, I'd rather review that than this. So she, there's no way it can be as yeah. It comes out September first. Just to let you know. Oh um, There's no way Will of Time season two can be as bad as this. That's boring, is there? Oh, dude, I 
I almost could guarantee you it's going to be worse. Because this this is like boring and bland and it's not fun to watch. These first two episodes, for sure. Wheel in Time is going to be unbelievably frustrating. I, 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 At least I'll feel something. Yeah, but like I don't know if anger is better than the boredom. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. thing it's one thing with like Boba Fett where you know you have these really just un like unbelievably dumb choices that lead to humorous situations where you're like wow, like this has fallen very far, you know? Where yeah. Something like Wheel of Time that, again, is is a franchise that is beloved by a lot of people that has a lot of deep lore. Um, and even from, like, our perspective as, as, you know, I've read a couple of the books and you've watched the, the first season and kind of understand fantasy stuff, uh, you know, just watching it as a show and just the way that we, we typically do stuff, you're... T- it's gonna it's gonna suck dude it's like there's no there i i think wheel of time easily easily could be the worst show of the year i there's like almost no doubt in my mind at this point i it, you know uh i've already got my like there my worst movie of the year has already been solidified like that's done and over with i think wheel of time very much could go two for two with me and it could be the worst <laughs> the worst what, show uh, of the year what what movie is the worst one for you? It's Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, yeah I think ob- right. I think objectively Indiana Jones is the worst oh, movie that's come out this year. I forgot about Indiana. Jones. Yeah. Oh no, I can't believe I just remembered how bad that was. Yeah, that was hot <laughs> garbage. I know um, people are also going to hate it, but I thought that the well was really, really bad. The well? Yeah, with uh, what's his name, Brandon Fraser in it. Oh, the whale. Yeah, the whale. Yeah. No, the, whale, not well. Yeah. The whale. <laughs> there you go. I was like, the well. I was like, I don't remember a movie about a well. <laughs> Didn't the whale came out last year? That's that southern come out of me, David. Come on now. Yeah, the whale came out last year. Oh, uh, okay. I'm pretty well, sure. I watched it this year, so yeah. I'll include it for myself, oh, brother. Um. All right. So we get a. Five or so minute long scene. Did you grow up in the South, David? Yeah, but I grew up in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, let's go on to this uh, terrible map reveal. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So an object around that obviously clicked to help me solve the puzzle. uh, Oh, so the ball that comes out. Did you um? I'd have to go back and, and let me go back and look at this because I think in this title, the crawl, let's see, plot underway. Ahsoka Tano captured one of Thrawn's allies and learned of a secret map, which is vital. Okay. I couldn't remember if, if they had said in the title crawl that she had already found the map. I think I might have just assumed that. Um, and then, so it was a little weird for me when we got the scene of her, like, down here, and I'm like, wait, I thought she had this already. I was like, what is she doing here? Um, but again, that, that, that was, that's on me for not reading that title crawl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was funny how all it was was lining it up, um, and it clicked once she lined it up for everything to, um, reveal itself. Yeah. <laughs> for the map to reveal itself, it did. You know, well, it reveals itself, she gets it, and then the droids appear, and instead of shooting her from a distance, they're like, 
No, she has lightsabers, so let's run up and duel her. Uh, and then on top of that, when they do the self-destruction sequence, it just happens to be hey, you're, long you're, enough. <laughs> What's up? You're going, like, we're still in the map room. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, One of the things that I don't like about, I think we've talked about this in the past, about puzzle stuff in shows, is um, it, it first of all, there's not a lot of setup here. I, I guess, like, the idea is supposed to be that, like, like okay, let me put it this way. I, I think maybe the point of showing uh, puzzles and this kind of stuff in anything, any form of media, is to show the capability and intelligence of the character. Right. Um, that didn't happen here for me. And it's, it's something that happens a little bit later in the show, too, uh, with Sabine, where she's, like, trying to figure out the... Um, the map. The map. Because for some reason she can do that, but Ahsoka can't. No one else can. Yeah, I'm it's not only made for specific people. Yeah, I'm not really convinced as to why that is. Um just like Ray, she's the only one that could do it. So she yeah, she's down here doing this and like touching the the thing. <laughs> I don't really and and they keep like going back to these like images, right? And I okay, so she figures out that something ha- you know that it's got to be lined up, and maybe the idea is that it's in a certain order. But again, I take um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, something that you and I have watched recently. Yeah, I watched it for the first time this year. I think that that because you know the scene, also a map scene. He's in the map room, and he has the stick, and. There, you. There's a lot that's going on in there with very little. There's some dialogue, but there's there's not a lot of dialogue going on um, between uh, Indiana and Sala, and they um, they realize that they were digging in the wrong that the 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 Nazis were digging in the wrong place because the stick that they had uh, was too, I think too short or too long. I can't. It wasn't the right size. Um, yeah, and I think wasn't it a stick that uh that was given to them by Trump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um and because of like the dialogue and the stuff that's going on uh in that you're given a real like you are very much aware that Indiana Jones knows what he's doing in this situation. And that he's got experience in this. Um like he is the expert in all of this and he knows how um all of this works because he's been putting the pieces together. Well like something like this where they're like well she found for whatever reason, she knows where this this room is. It's here. She walks down there. She does a little thing in you know uh, a a couple thing like you know she does the pattern or whatever, uh, and then she pulls a map out of this ash thing because for some reason it's encased encased in ash. It's like all right, uh, and um, the reason I bring all that up is because there's there's nothing for me to like grab onto in this. There's nothing for me to be invested in. Like, we're, it's it's just going, okay, well, she's here. All right, why is she doing that? Um, like, wh- what is what is this place? You know, and of course, if you're not paying attention to that 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 crawl at the very beginning, it's like, what what's going on here? Um, and again, that, to me, it goes back to what you were talking about before, where it's like they're just telling us all of this stuff instead of giving us, like, interesting scenes to watch. 
So we're supposed to just be like, okay, so that's where we are. We're like, we're here now. And she's in here and she's doing her thing. She finds a map and you're like, all right. Um, okay. So what were you, what were you saying about the, the robots showing up and what ultimately happens with this? How did you feel about this? I thought it was stupid, dude. Yeah. And they could have easily, uh, have blasted her because they're supposed to be killer droids. I imagine or something. I imagine they have those, um, what their weapons can shoot or they have a blaster on them somewhere where they can shoot, uh, I guess looking at that one droid now with the frame you have pulled up, it doesn't look like they have a blaster, does it? Um, it they're robots. I mean, I'll give them that. It could come from like anywhere. It might be on their back. Uh, yeah, you know, it's so like they, they might they have could... a, a slot where the the blaster comes out of. Convenient how they don't use one, but uh, there's like what yeah, five well, of them, that's, and it's like t- to be fair. Well, actually. Yeah, she probably would have. There is an argument to be made that blasters would help in that situation, but it's not a guarantee in this specific yeah. instance. You know what I mean? Right. It's not um, like I'm it's not saying. like su- like swords and guns in other types of. Uh, yes, exactly. You know what I mean? She'd still be able to defend, but you know that's a little bit makes it a bit more difficult for her since it's five on one. And then when she starts to when she defeats all of them, um. You know, they go into self-destruct mode and they give her just enough time to get away. How convenient. Yeah. You know, it's just, hey, we need a uh, a walk-off or running scene of something being blown up in the background to make her look cool. Yeah, but let's talk about this. They need a slow-mo for it. Can we talk about this explosion? Yeah, go ahead. Like, look how scorched earth this is. (laughs) It's not like... And now I guess I can to some degree forgive it because it is this is fantasy right like mm-hmm. I don't I don't I guess I don't really need an explanation as to why they they essentially are able to set up a, set off a nuke on this planet but like I was let me see if I can grab cuz there's a shot in here where it just I mean look at this it's like it blows up the entire this like entire area and it just keeps on going. It keeps going. on going. Like it chase. Look at this. <laughs> it just. <laughs> I just. I found this to be absurd. The, yeah, I did as well. <laughs> the only thing they needed was for it to come from a volcano with lightning, and then for Ahsoka to take it to the face and live. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Matt in the troll room also mentioned. I guess Desperu pointed this out in one of his videos that the. Uh, the the pillar makes this like clunk noise when she gets it right like ding ding (laughs) yeah that's what i was talking about when she lines everything up it makes a click oh okay yeah i mean just to let her know hey you got in the right spot the super secret map that we don't want anyone to find unless it's certain people we put all the marks uh i we had the puzzle click so that way you know you have in the right position i don't like that would be pretty low on my list of things to complain about, if I'm being totally honest. Like, as far as, because if, it, I don't know, I there's nothing wrong. Like, isn't it supposed to be super secretive? Yeah, but like, if you set up a puzzle, it's, pre- it's like a pretty common trope and stuff. I mean, I, I just, it's not a hill that I'm willing to really like die on. It's just kind of like, okay, like, yeah, I guess it's silly, but 
there's an argument to be made about sound design and that it's totally fine in a scenario where like someone solves some sort of puzzle maybe in the right context i just don't think this was the context for it okay i mean you'd have to ex- you'd have to explain I-, I just don't i it's goofy so it's supposed I guess. to be a map that is in hiding if i if i remember correctly like and there's yeah which we should probably talk people should probably talk about that as a plot device but go ahead yeah and there's only certain people that should be able to find it and then those certain people should have a general idea of probably how it works because there is you know limited information on who understands how to properly work it yeah i imagine that ahsoka isn't supposed to be one of them that's probably the last person or one of the last people they would want to have that information and so it'd be different if she got some kind of communication to extract the information or something like that, right? But for it to click for her so that it kind of sets up and to reveal the map, I just thought it was a bit uh, clunky and cheesy and goofy and, and odd. Uh, it's not necessarily it's that I had a problem that. with that happening <laughs> in shows, uh, you know, as a trope. It's just this particular show. You know what I mean? It was different. Like Rings of Power. Oh, my gosh, David. I can't stand you. You're about to make me defend Rings of Power on something. Okay. Uh, when old <laughs> dumb dumb, um, freaking the white dude that's uh, was the bartender or whatnot, the butcher, when he gets the uh, um, the MacGuffin sword that apparently oh that he hid appears, under the yeah yeah that uh, doesn't do anything cool. All it is is a key to unlock the damn. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> Every time I think about that, I laugh. Uh, like that clicking, I know it's not exactly similar, but that clicking is different, right? Uh, and the big reveal being a dam, if that would have been like a map or something like that, it revealed instead of the dam, then okay, whatever, that's fine. Um, but I guess, you know, it, it would make sense for him to have that information or be able to get that information. Whether with, with Ahsoka in this situation, it just doesn't seem like, I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm not explaining it well. I just thought it was I just thought it was weird. <laughs> um what is very weird to me and I think the bigger issue in all of this is the idea that this map exists in the first place and that someone would be able to extract this information and find it when it seems that Thrawn like Thrawn in this is being um used in the same way uh, that Snope was, or whatever his name was. Not Snope, like like a a uh, like a super weapon would be used. Does that make sense? Like the the way no. that they've got this set up, and also let's not forget that this is essentially the same plot line as Force Awakens. Yes, a it's just kind of reversed as far as like good guy ver- instead of a bad guy, or like bad. It's a bad guy in this instead of a, a Luke Skywalker in Force Awakens. Where it's like, there's a map to this far off place that for some reason no one else can get to unless you have this specific thing. Um, And it's like, okay, it might make sense in Luke's situation that he was going somewhere, but in case he needed to return, in case they truly needed him, that like he left a map uh, with someone that he trusts. Um, Thrawn's brilliant idea is to hide it on a random planet in a puzzle 
that clearly could be solved with anyone who has like some like information. Right. That is yeah. like it's so weird. Like why? Okay, I, they're gonna have to, and they won't. You think it would be better that he would he would be communicating somehow in a different way than that? He w- he should have just had a trusted like, group of people that. He he was like, hey, you, you, this is the thing that makes sense. Just like I think logically, just makes sense in a scenario like this. So, for instance, Joseph, say you decided that you're like, Kayla and I have decided that we're going like off grid for a while. You know, it's like we need to get away for whatever for whatever the reason is, and you would potentially be like most people probably aren't going to be able to find us. And let's just, in this hypothetical, Joseph, let's let's do it even, go even bigger. Let's say that space travel is possible. And so your idea is to go to a remote place to get away. Would you have a close group of people that you trust with the location where you're at? Or would you draw a map and hide it somewhere... So that, like, anyone could come find you. And, like, in his scenario, and I, because I think with, like, Thrawn, like, he probably doesn't want the Jedi finding him. Like, any of these people I'd that imagine consider not. him an enemy. So, like, why, why would you make it, why would you even make it possible? Like, you would want to put every, um, block in the way of anyone that you would consider an enemy to be able to find you in this scenario. And, like, don't you think, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. That, so that's, no, that's it. I mean, like, I, Star Wars has some problems with like mind reading, um, which I think they've they should have never introduced into this. But let you know. Besides that, I think they're trying to have Thrawn operate as more of a Sauron type character right now, like in the movies, to where he's a big presence behind this screen. At least they're trying to convey that, like, oh hey, there's a super super evil guy, general behind the scenes he's this controlling dude, things but they do a bad job of establishing that is is this scene with ahsoka essentially the same one as the first episode of rings of power just like without extra people following her around oh you mean not the first episode but like the last episode when the volcano N- explodes no galadriel goes to a far off Remote oh, place, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially, finds a so it's a, a symbol instead a of map. a map. Or she no, she has her map. She's she trying has, to find yeah. the fortress, and she finds the symbol of Sauron, which is just what what was it like? It's just the it's the Mordor on its side on or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the emblem, yeah, his that, emblem or whatever. It's the, it's the S that we all used to sign when we were kids and. Uh, Middle and school, you know, with the three lines, and then you connect them, and it forms that she you know, sharp looking ass. Yeah, she has. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. She has opposition in attempting to do this. Like it's switched up a little bit, right? It's not beat for beat for beat, but it is incredibly similar. Um, and then she like finds this thing that is going to be the 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 jumping off point for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, you think you think Dave Filoni talked to the the writers of Rings of Power? Just a little bit. <laughs> I just realized that like it's it's pretty dang similar, man. Um, what he did is he 
uh, got Force Awakens and he went to chat GPT and he said, <laughs> write me a script for Ashoka episode <laughs> one through eight, however many of these are going to be released based off of the Force Awakens. Uh, so they have their little bit of dialogue. I just I, I find everything that Rosario Dawson says in this show to be flat. And I don't think it's I don't think it's her. I just think it's no, it's not writing. It's it, well, I've seen Rosario Dawson in stuff where she has been great. So it's definitely oh, yeah. not her as an actress. It's it's the writing and direction of the show. I think that's probably the case across the board because um, I think we're about to be introduced to her. But uh, Mary Elizabeth Wines. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you say her last the name? Green General. I don't know. I just call Winst- her the Green Winstead. General. Um, yes, this is Hera. Um, and she she was yeah she's very green. Um, she was in Rebels. Uh, and she has, she, uh, Jake D, friend of the show, Jake D, described her as a widow because something happens in Rebels to her, uh, her love interest. Um, which we, by the way, now that I've told you that, would there have been any context in these first two episodes that that was a thing? No, I had no idea. Okay. Don't you think that it would have been a good idea to establish certain elements of who like her past in like episode one or two because she's a I'm, she's a primary character in the show yeah i think that will help in understanding her motivation but it's hard to do that when you don't even uh correctly detail what ahsoka's m- main motivation is well that's not what i'm that, i mean sure but that's not what i'm getting at like it's ideally yes like, we would yes. like that for ahsoka as well but the idea that we have this character who has like a past and we have no idea we don't have we don't even get like a hint of her having loss in her life she's just the green like twi'lek character you know what i mean um yeah she's another example though of someone who is a good actress who has been in a lot of um high profile movies uh who is completely underutilized in this um not to mention i think it's this episode or no no maybe it is the second episode she's like a hologram for a majority of the show so far Mm. instead of just having her like be places i know she's like a general but it's like you know one of your friends gets like stabbed or you know all this stuff's going on and she's just kind of in the background and she shows up on this like really bad looking hologram Yeah. All right. What? Um. So they have a conversation about these people. I am gonna need a really good explanation as to why nobody knows about uh Ray Stevenson and his apprentice. Yeah, is because wouldn't there be some semblance of an understanding of who they were? I thought that was a bit. A bit odd. I understand that he's not Jedi, but Ahsoka isn't a Jedi either. Well, and she has Jedi powers. So she and... was. Okay. Do you know about her backstory? No, dude. I don't know crap. Okay, she was trained I'm not by Anakin. Go that up. So she was trained by Anakin Skywalker, dude. I've never. Mm. This is like stuff I've just learned along the way. <laughs> I'm not. I, when I say I'm a normie when it comes to Star Wars, bro, <laughs> I mean I'm a normie. I could care like, especially at this point. I could care less. I mean, I it was kind of solidified when I saw the first 
uh, movie of the original, or not the original, but the, the newest trilogy. Yeah. And then it just seeped in more and more as more dribble came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So she, her first appearances in Clone Wars, she was the apprentice that no one knew that Anakin Skywalker had until they decided to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, of as from what I am aware, a lot of people didn't like her until later on um, in Clone Wars. They found her to be, uh, they they found her to be really annoying. And then I guess at some point, like she has some character development that makes her less annoying. Um, but that's again, that's about as far as I know. Um, so yeah, they're having this conversation, and it's weird to me because she has had a connection to a previous connection to the Jedi um, before the fall, essentially of the right. order. And it's like he like Ray Stevenson's pretty old. And you're telling me that no, there's no crossover ever with At this all. guy. Um, and it, it makes he me seem to be a, I think he made a comment in the show that he was part of, the young Jedi like children's course with the ones that all Anakin killed that kind of course I thought he made a comment in there could be wrong troll room can correct me if I am but I don't remember that that there was some kind of carryover or would have been he could be lying to um could be but it wasn't a situation where it appeared that way like it was forget who he was talking to was he talking to his uh apprentice I think so um, either uh, the apprentice or the witch. Okay. So now we have the celebration scene with the really bad painting in the background that, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, we've been told was ripped from the end of rebels, but again, okay. So talk about the disconnect again. Um, this only means things to anyone who happened to watch all of that show. Also, it, it looks really out of place in live action. Yeah. It just, it does not look, it does not look good. Like that's, this is on the same level to me as that ridiculous looking painting that the elf, I think it was an, an elf in uh, Rings of Power. Uh, when, who, was it, was it, was the elf talking to Galadriel? Um, and they were, they were Numenor, right? Or it was the, the, the girl, I don't think she was an elf, but the girl in, Numenor. Um, it's after the that famous horse ride, slow motion horse riding scene, oh, and yeah. she goes into this like place where they have all of these documents, and there's this painting on the wall, and they said this was a gift, I think, from like uh, Elrond's uh, one of his it was, relatives. It was supposed to be Elrond and Elros, and it was uh, his brother. Yeah, and it's the it's the worst looking painting. You're talking about something that I think they described that it was painted by elves, or like someone who would have been considered. Either way, it was considered to be like in high esteem, <laughs> um, as far as like artwork is concerned, and it looked like, you know, an eighth grade portrait <laughs> that they that they yeah. did in art class, um, and yeah, uh. So of course they do this whole thing right where Sabine is now being introduced and this is the, their attempt at showing that she's rebellious right like she's got this rebel right. spirit or whatever and they play this music like we'll get let me let me pull it up she's on this this hover bike right on a 
very empty highway by the way i don't i don't know if you noticed the like if, yeah. if you picked up on this this is like a pretty big city i mean like you can see it here in the background let me see if i if it no okay so like this is the outside of the city that um they're having this like celebration day or this remembrance day of um what the rebels did and you know you see how big how vast this is and no one and it's not just this scene there's stuff later on where she's riding on the hover bike and no one's on this highway and it's very weird. And so they're playing this music that's supposed to be like, uh, what's the best way to explain this? Like it, it's it's used in a way to characterize Sabine. It's kind of like punk rocky, or I guess that's, I think that's the intention that they're going for, right? Right. Um, and it's just like the most boring, place. well, it's not, I, here's the thing, it's like, it's not, the music necessarily um it, it's hard to say because this scene is really really dull because she's on this highway by herself right and these uh police officers or like whoever you know they're they they work i think for the the guy who was in the the previous thing who was wondering where she was um Oh, I was one of uh, GT in the the troll room was saying I was waiting to hear "Sabotage" by the Beastie Boys, which is a decent comparison. <laughs> um, you saw the that first J.J. Abrams Star Trek, the one from two thousand nine. Do you remember that scene? Hey, what no. you, you haven't seen it? Okay, golly, dude. No, dude. Do you think I'm gonna watch that? <sighs> it would Bro, be really Star useful. Star Wars for, was bad enough. It would be really Star useful Trek? for references, oh, dude. It would be very useful for references. Um, anyway, so yeah. I'm trying. Okay, so let me think if there's. Anyway, yes, the people are gonna know what I'm talking about. But there's a scene in that where Kirk is being chased by the police, and he almost like goes over the side of a, a ledge, I think. And they're playing Beastie Boys in the background, and you know he's doing all this stuff to try to like avoid the cops. Um, this is the same thing if it was just him going in a straight line, and when someone was like, "Hey, stop!" He was just like, "No," and he kept driving. <laughs> instead of there being any and then they try to do this thing where they put why were they down even after her anyway to like, yeah, why were they try, so adamant to stop her because they were asked to stop her by the guy in the previous scene because she was i guess supposed to give a speech and i you know she's supposed to be i think early 20s in this show and so she's kind of being characterized like i guess again i don't have context really for like what happened previously so, like, why she would be acting the way she is now uh, right. towards everyone. She's kind of like a... Sp- I, don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but she's kind of a spinster. Like, she lives alone. She has a cat. And she doesn't really want I- interactions so with anyone. Um, yeah. You know, she she tinkers with stuff. <laughs> she has this little, like... Um, she has her little um, hologram of Ezra, which I don't really even know if I want to go into that. Ezra is a character from Rebels who I is presumed dead at this point in the show and they had a relationship that 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 should wrap it up enough um yeah they didn't they did not do a good job of establishing that exactly that's the problem is like they they at least try I'll, the only thing I can I can give them any credit for is at least they tried with her you know you have like these two other uh characters who we still don't know I like I don't know what because I'm with you on this, like with Ahsoka, I don't know what her motivation is in anything. She kind of like exists and is being p- 
pulled through the timeline of Star Wars without anything like her wants and her needs um any anything there right and i and i you had yeah. mentioned earlier that it's like oh well, she's stoic or whatever but it's like i don't know that seems like a cop out at this point for her just being boring yeah you can yeah, do stoic say. okay you know we've talked about it in the past with uh characters like legolas um i think elves typically you could probably consider stoic creatures yeah, I think there's an argument you can make within that with the books and especially within Peter Jackson's uh, adaption. But in the books, Legolas is more emotional as an elf. He's one of the more yeah. emotional elves in the in the story. Elves aren't necessarily stoic, but yeah, I mean, as a general. And, okay, so and, and per- I don't know what of them. Yeah, char- or characterization of them. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's pretty. You know, it's close enough. It's like a decent. Yeah. And because the thing yeah. is, is I don't know if stoicism is like unemotional. I don't know enough about stoicism. I, I like I know enough that when someone's like, oh, a stoic character, like you kind of have an idea of what they're talking about. But I, I would I'd have to. You know what? I'm just going to look up the definition. We're going to stop for a second. We're going to talk about this. Um, What? Pretty much like is. Stoic. What is stoicism? How would you define that? That is what it the comes internet from is ancient for. Greece. All right, stoicism is a school of Hellenistic philosophy that flourished in ancient Greek. It's a philosophy of personal ethics and uh, methodology yeah. for seeking practical wisdom in life. Stoics believe that the practice yep. of virtue is enough to achieve. So the idea of someone who is being stoic, virtuous. yeah, well, and them being boring or like flat face and showing no emotion i don't think that's a thing not without uh stoics believe that we don't react to events we react to our judgments about them and the judgments are up to us uh they advise that we should not worry about things beyond our control as everything in life can be divided into two categories things that are up to us and things that are not and so here's the thing is like i I think if you wrote her as a proper like stoic character it could work and it could be interesting um also this idea like this idea of just her being so unemotional and never you know you can't really tell what's going on like in her face all the time and that that never breaks at all i i think is kind of boring in general so like even if if they were like well that's like the purpose that's what we're trying to do it's like but can she not have moments of weakness like can she not have certain things from her past or certain stuff like that that and i wonder if they'll do that with like anakin i think there's actually a moment because sabine brings up anakin at one point or they they talk about him either in this episode or in the next one um and she has somewhat it's probably the most emotion that her character shows between the two episodes um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's an argument to be made that like a stoic character isn't one that ever shows emotion. Like I'd have, I'd have to hear like a pretty good argument about that. Basically, just you know, having an understanding of morality and being virtuous. You know, yeah, seeking wisdom, like understanding what you can control and what you can't control. Well, okay, kind of like what Matthew said. Um. Merriam-Webster has this too. It says, Stoics believe that the wise man should be free from passion, unmoved by joy or grief, and submissive to natural law. Uh, one apparently, or 
uh, one apparently or professedly indifferent to pleasure or pain. Um, which yeah, I I guess your, that your highest goal isn't to pursue pleasure. Your highest goal is to pursue virtue or morality, wisdom. Like through yeah, personality, through discipline, rationality, reasoning, self awareness. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And again, I, I mean, like, if that's the case, like, and you're going to do that with a character, she still has to be interesting. Someone who's he or she still, still has like, to be interesting. Someone who is very resilient, um, self controlled, yeah. kind of has this understanding of destiny or fate. Um, you know what I mean, and but that doesn't make someone a blank piece of wood. Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah. It it's hard to to know for sure because like PT says, where's baby hoods? <laughs> um. Okay. So for instance, like uh, Qui Gon Jinn could probably be considered a stoic character who has a moment of weakness in a way, and that's the reason why he decides to take on Anakin. Because I think his... He kind of throws logic and reason out the window when everyone's basically telling him, like, no to to this kid. And um, he decides that he's going to do it anyway. And it's ultimately like the downfall of, uh, like their modern society. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is that like, I guess Qui-Gon could be considered a more interesting stoic type character. Um, but you have to do interesting things with characters like that. Uh, like we've talked about with Legolas from the movies in the past where, um, he may not show it on his face, but it's in his words and the way that he speaks at times uh, where you know that he cares about Gimli, you know he cares about the hobbits and Aragorn and um, the things that are happening around him, which, <clears throat> excuse me, when it comes to Ahsoka, I don't get that, like, at all. Um, but I barely, and this is probably part of the problem, too, is that I barely get it from any of the other characters because I feel like they're all just, like, planks of wood staring around and like every time they give dialogue it's like oh my gosh like put a little emotion into it folks um so sabine gets stopped pretty much the entire like both episodes of this yeah yeah yeah. you know all this stuff where she's like you know sabine's like looking through all this stuff and if you have no prior context to any of this it's just like oh i guess this is stuff from her past like Clearly, this person on the hologram did mean something to her, but the way she seems, she looks bored, like uninterested in this. Like even the way she's kind of like smiling, there's no, um, there's nothing there to me that makes me think like the person on that is someone that she deeply cared about who she lost, you know. Um, and I don't even know if they mention in this that as they think Ezra's dead. I, there might have been a one line uh, in one of the two episodes where they say that. Um. So we had some more. I don't, dude. I don't even remember what. Oh, oh. she's just telling him to go after Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Okay. I. I was like, yes, I don't even remember. Yeah. Specifically, I couldn't remember what happened in the scene at all. It was like uh, the only thing is that this character right here, um, is our our mystery box character for now. 
as in, ooh, who's this? Oh, who's this guy in, in the armor? Um, there are two running theories right now. Uh, one is that it's Ezra. Uh, the other theory, which I, I like a little bit more, is that it's uh, Sam Whitworth, who was the... Uh, the actor who was in, uh, oh shoot, what are the name of those games? Um, the he was in this this video game. He played a character called Star Killer. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about about this yeah. game? So uh, there were these games. Oh, the the Force Unleashed. Um, oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. So yep. he's the main character in those. And so there's like apparently he has a credit. In this, I haven't looked super deep into this. Um, so it could all just be complete nonsense. But there's like this rumor going around that, that that's um, Starkiller. <laughs> Which I hope I really hope it's not, especially after we saw the fight scene. Because, uh, one, it would be, if his actual character was in the show, it would be really interesting because he's like significantly stronger I think than any other Jedi that's ever existed. Um, like those games were never really, I think meant to be any kind of canon. Like they're just fun. Like, Hey, what if you had this like insane uh, force user uh, that was like a, an apprentice of Darth Vader at one point? Like that was kind of the point of it. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, apparently there's also a rumor that it's a clone of Luke, which <laughs> I really hope that's not the case. <laughs> could be a clone of Anakin too, dude. I mean, like it's it's one of those things that it, it really could be anything at this point, and that's one of the problems with these like mystery box things. Um, I imagine we'll find out this season who that is, one way or the other. Probably. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of extra like dialogue stuff, and he's like, "Where were you, Sabine?" And uh, for some reason, uh, he gets the map. And- yeah. Sabine, Sabine gets this map. Um, uh, Ahsoka asks her to look into it, right? Now, let's remember, Ahsoka is a Force user. She has a connection to Sabine. But somehow Sabine, who is clearly not as well-trained, like, this has to be very much, like, this has to be stated firmly, um, it is made clear in this show that Sabine is not very good at being a force user. A uh, she's not good with a lightsaber. Like she's shirked her training, if you will. Like she's just like whatever. Like it, it's it's not that important to her. This probably the like high like at this point, Ahsoka should be a very very strong Jedi. One way or the other. Like, she's lived through a lot of things. She survived a lot of things. She's had a long time to master um, her techniques, her art, like, the whole deal, right? I, I don't think that's outside the realm to be able to say at this point in the timeline of this character. Um, and somehow Sabine just, like, walks out, and she's like, hey, what what happened to her? Like, she stole the thing. It's like, you... You d- you couldn't have been aware of that. Like she was only in the next room, and you have force powers. Like we we've seen throughout Star Wars at this point the absurd abilities that Jedi's have, and you're telling me she was like she wasn't able to sense the fact that Sabine was walking out on her. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's uh, a good point, actually. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so she just she runs a, she runs away she because it happens. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is like it only happens because the plot has to have it happen, because yeah. she she has to have it so that um this this girl Shin can go there with the 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 assassin robots. The H, I think they're HK units is what they call them. Um, we get another really, really dull scene of her staring at this thing and trying to figure this out. We get them talking. I think... Man, there was something in here. Oh, uh, Joseph, you remember when you were telling me you were like... uh, They do a lot of like telling instead of showing with characters and like their traits and stuff. There's a lot of this that happens here. Uh, Hera like constantly is going like... Well, you two are both very stubborn. She's, um, you know, got this going for her. Um, I think she tells her in the next episode, like, oh, you're such a great person. Uh, it's it's those, like, affirmations or whatever that are, we're supposed to be like, well, she said it, so I guess it must be true. Um, she gets a lot of that kind of dialogue in these two episodes. Um, so we'll skip on ahead here. She keeps looking at this thing. She gets attacked by the HK units. And we get... Joseph, okay. Actually, do you know why to the Star Wars fandom, if I may be so bold, that this scene is so important to the fandom? No, I have no idea. Is it because uh, she gets stabbed in the gut and doesn't die and Qui-Gon did? No. That should be. If, if, if the fandom actually cared about this stuff, that they would... They this that would have been resolved a long time ago, like the first time it happened. You know. No. Why is it so important? You want to take one more guess? Like it's very, it's very obvious. No, I have no idea. This Dark Joseph. Hall? No. Let's see if the chat. Let's see if the uh, troll room knows. Uh, they haven't said anything about it yet. This scene, Joseph, is the first time that. Two women, Two women fight, fight with right. lightsabers yeah. <laughs> in Star Wars against each other. I don't actually think that's true. Um, I imagine there is at least some, either like the MMO uh, or maybe even Knights of the Old Republic. Jake, I don't know if Jake's still in the, the troll room, but he would know. He's played those Knights of the Old Republic games. Um, but it, I guess as far as like canonized stuff is concerned, this is supposed to be the first ever fight between two women with lightsabers um and it's terrible <laughs> they stand dude they like stand in this straight i don't know if you noticed they kind of just walk towards each other there's not a lot of movement that goes on here they they keep on a very uh straight line trajectory the entire time um i don't know if either of them even strafe the entire time they're they're fighting so like and then the way that you kind of like like look at this is that uh, like Sabine and her, where she is directionally to the door so like every time you see uh-huh. the front of Sabine and where she is at the door um, you can kind of get an idea of where they are um, so I just want to see because that was kind of something I was I was thinking was the case but look at this they're pretty far into this okay we get switch back oh they switch sides okay but now you see where she is with the trajectory of the door, mm-hmm. it's the exact same place that Sabine was in the like previously. So 
the only movement, and it was off screen. Sabine is here. Off screen, they switch sides. Oh, look, and then they switch sides again. She flips her. We get some other stuff. And and that's it. That so the only and instead of killing her, she just stabs her through the gut. That's it. When she could have just okay. like sliced through. Yeah. Her Show must go on. Now we have. To, yeah, we are going to talk about that. But look at this. So they there has been very. It's it's. I think I can argue it well enough that they are almost staying in a straight line, fighting each other for the majority of that fight, if not all of it. Still in the same spot for the most part. They're still in this like line. It's like they it's almost like they put a marker down on the ground and then took it out with CG so that they could stand on this line and like duel each other <laughs> in a line. Yeah. It's like this isn't fencing, guys. Okay, and then she she stabs her. Let's see if we can get a better shot of the stab. There it is. Um I've seen some people. Huh? Pretty high up there. Uh, you know, I've seen... Probably the gallbladder. Yeah. Uh, not to maybe <laughs> she has an extra stomach. The blinking droid. GT in the troll room. What are... what what Which blinking droid? You'll have to refresh my memory. Um, Oh, she would have been dead. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it carterized the wounds on the inside. It's like... I don't know. Let's see how long it's in there for a, 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 a hot minute. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to play too much of this, so let's go pretty close to where she does this to her. Okay, I think it's right here, and I muted it, so that should help. I mean, that I don't. I I don't think it was carterized while it was in there. I I think she would have been severely injured. By that kind of wound. Not to mention, she could have uh, easily slashed her again and killed her. Okay, and so that does bring us full circle to um, what I was telling you before about the villains in this uh, not being able to follow through with things. Yeah. There is absolutely no reason, right? So we we have established that um, Ray Stevens and uh, his apprentice who has now stabbed Sabine. Um, they have no issue. <laughs> oh, it's, I can't believe I'm bringing this up again because this is almost like a similar argument to to the Witcher stuff. Um, up to this point, they have had no issue killing people who get in their way. No issue with it. As far as we are aware, they wiped out an entire uh, starship of um, New Republic soldiers. Yeah. In this instance, she has won, she stabs her, and instead of finishing the job, she just walks away. And so, uh, let's let's say that I just, like, don't even feel like attempting to argue the whole she got stabbed by the lightsaber thing. Mm-hmm. It's, in my mind, it is, it's actually more egregious and, and a bad... Um, in bad character writing that this character stabs her and just walks away. And it's like, okay, so what made her the exception? 
Um, and I'm not even sure if they were like, oh, you don't remember, but it's actually worse maybe if later on they're like, I wanted to spare her life because we were friends in a previous time and she just doesn't remember. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I think this is just another example of the plot has to continue to move forward and they thought it would be cool for her to get like a little like wound um, there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, she's been through things. Like she has scars from this fight or whatever that she has to like live with now. And it's like, well... You know, there are other ways that you could have accomplished that that would have made it a reminder not only to her but also to the audience. Kind of like when Luke gets his hand cut off in Empire. Yeah. Um, but that's in my mind, like, yeah, it's stupid at this point that they keep doing this thing where people are getting like severely injured by lightsabers and then they recover by the next episode or even faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's what more. You? Oh, it's yeah, I'm gonna say it's more egregious that. This happens, and it's supposed to be, like, a a moment of, like, well, this person should be dying at this point. They've lost. There's no reason for this other girl not to kill Sabine. Yep. And she just walks away. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, pretty much it, was. What were your, your general thoughts regarding uh, episode two? Uh, yeah, we can move on, because that's pretty much the end of the episode. She's, like, lying on the ground, yeah. and... Um, they spend a lot of time. Hill, they find the map, they open it up. Yeah, they spend a lot of time with the recovery, because I think Sabine spends the episode in the bed, and it's it's annoying. It's annoying on two levels, because for one, it's like, dang, she's pretty much uh, healthy at this point, but then like she wants to help, and I'm I'm unsure as to why. Again, Ahsoka having. Other than that, they've got like some past because Ahsoka was her master at one point. I, I don't really understand why she's so hesitant. Like, I just don't have enough context. And it, it again, it goes because back to she's not ready. Yeah, That's it's like it's yeah, oh, right. Not ready. Yeah. Um. It, it's, yeah, I thought this episode was a bit trite. Like, oh, they happen to you know. Okay, they them then, opening the map that wasn't a big deal. That's fine. It was fine. Whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it's it's. It's one of those things that it's moving the plot forward, and even mm-hmm. if I, I I find it to be lacking, um, it's not the end of the world for me. Like I'm not I'm not frustrated by that, like I am with some of the other stuff in this. This episode pretty much just boiled down to they go to cargo ship area, um, just happen to be there in time before bad guy ship takes off. They find out that General Thrawn is or someone's making ships larger than what the New Republic actually um make the kind of ships that are planet destroyers and um they find out that the people running it are working for you know our enemies working for thrawn or whoever and there's a fight and that's it yeah um the the title of it too being called toil and trouble was like oh gosh <laughs> it's just not again. she goes back to the uh, Sabine's place where there just happens to be a droid left over and yeah, um, it didn't do a self-destruct feature or anything like that it's for whatever reason. I guess and, the idea is it's supposed to, it was supposed to finish the job or whatever uh, but well, you're like alright like I, again and then Sabine's the only one that can hack of, into it. Of course there's no one, there is no one else in this massive technologically advanced city who could do this in a safer manner than she can. 
in a more productive manner. Yeah. That she just happens to get the information she needs just right in Right time. before uh, the yeah. robot. And then they go to, like I said, cargo ship land. After and... the map stuff. So now, now they know where Thrawn is. And then obviously there's this guy that looks like a snake there that this general running everything they're like oh what's going on with this guy that's obviously not for them uh, did did um, um did uh Hera pushing her the fact that she's a general around with this guy bug you at all not really like it was, it's definitely one of the things in this show like they very much center women in uh, well, positions of, of power whatever I was but like with her like using it as a a means to I guess more it really didn't bother me when they were in the whatever room it was and he was like i'm not gonna i can't give this to you because i have to have it authorized and she's like well i'm a general and i'm authorizing it that's different but kind of the other parts i was just like okay we get it i you're a woman and you're a general congratulations doesn't it seem don't really care well doesn't it seem a little bit fascist to you do you get what i'm saying explain yourself so she's a government official and this private company is basically being forced by the state to comply. Otherwise, losing out on all of their money. Because they like they yeah, they like no, that's a good point. They threaten is, this guy. You could make an argument that it is them threatening him is for the benefit of the state or so their. Well, it's always you know, for the benefit of the state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like the thing is, right? So the the idea behind the scene, and again, I think with someone who was smarter <laughs> and thought this out a little bit more, you could have had an interesting dynamic where, and you know, they're never going to do this, um, unfortunately, because S- Star Wars like can't paint women in a bad light, even though they think they do it accidentally. Like in all it's a of women's the brand now, yeah. Well, like in all of the effort to to make them to like lift them up there's characteristics about them that you're like no you're making them worse by doing this um but it would have been an interesting thing so like again you would need to establish uh sabine hera and ahsoka as more likable first of all which would take time not a lot of time i think one episode would have been enough but then you bring them into this scenario where a former empire uh a former member of the empire like official member of the empire um is now being forced to comply with what is essentially the new empire yep and it could have been a much more interesting dynamic of like well we're in charge now but they're using like similar tactics where you know it's like we're gonna ruin your life if you don't comply with us and it's it's interesting right because like he is and again this might there's a lot that could be read into a lot of this where this guy is like an evil capitalist. I'm not saying that's what they're doing here, but like it's got there's tones. Yeah, it's got vibes of of that being the case just based on some of the stuff that he says where he's like, I don't really care who's in charge. Like I'm just I'm trying to work, you know, I'm trying to 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 live, to make money, whatever. And and it's funny because when he's going through a lot of that, I'm like, you know, I kind of understand this guy a little bit. And then it's like, oh, of course, he's probably like still loyal to the Empire or whatever. Um, but it's it's one of those things that's like now. And again, like in in a more well thought out version of this, 
uh, where, you know, the Empire is still at, like, perceived as being as evil and as as threatening as they were in the original trilogy. Um, Again, you could have had your dynamics here, but he comes off to me a little bit more sympathetic because even if it's like a, a, a fake sort of thing that he's pulling, he's like, look, I'm just trying to do my job. Like I, he's like, he's like all these politics on all these other worlds. It's like, it doesn't really matter. Like I have a job to do. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to live. And you're like, huh? I was like, I can respect that. Where, and then you have like this government official come that comes in. Who's like, pretty sure you're the enemy. I'm going to ruin your life. If you don't tell me what I want to know. Um, and it's just like, dang, like, it's not, not that a, sympathetic. No, that and so that is the long way of me saying like I was like I just don't think that you're portraying this in the way that that you guys think you are. Um but yeah, so they they go through this whole thing, they ask him a bunch of questions about the operation and um if any members of the empire still work at at that place and you know, she goes through her stuff again and they talk and he tries to convince her to become a Jedi again or whatever. Um, it's really not all that important. No, nah, she's still in the process of becoming uh, a full girl boss, bro. Yeah. Now she hasn't reached she hasn't reached peak ten, level ten yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple things. I I don't know how you felt about the scene, but it, the fact that there's this droid. Okay, so clearly, because I'm that answers all of their questions. Yeah, and answers them all truthfully. Who works for this guy? And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, help us out here. And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, that and just blah, 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 blah. Um, that thing right there, that's that's what you're looking for, whatever. The HK unit just got on that ship. Um, again, talking about things happening just because the plot has to keep moving forward. Not only, not only are, um, are they given away by this droid that works for them, that is programmed and that you'd think they would have already put into place something that's like oh it's not going to tell anyone that we are we don't we don't trust any sort of truth about what's going on here like whatever the case may be but the droid gives it away these pretty like normal people who work here who are you know they make it so obvious that they're like uh all in it all yeah they're the all still like in on the empire stuff they all get up and just try to kill them, and she just she wipes the floor with all of them, and it's like, y'all, did you not? <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen? Would you not be in survival mode at this point? Yeah, like you're in hiding essentially. It's it's weird, man. It's like it just there's no depth to any of this, and I think that might ultimately be what frustrates me. That it's like there's no thought. And, it, dude, honestly, it's kind of a similar thing to what has happened since the end of uh, Endgame for Marvel, where no one is really considering stuff that has happened in the past. Yep. And and how that would affect the people working here, the way that they would react to Ahsoka showing up with a general from the New Republic. Um, you know, what is the, the smart choice in this situation? Um, which all of that comes back to just like lazy, poor writing where they just, they, they didn't want to take the time to think all this through. They just needed her to like take out some empire folks and, you know, make this guy look like a turd and then have another boring lightsaber fight with our, our mystery 
uh, our mystery box character. Yeah, right. So, and I, I have to highlight. Yeah, you gotta get to that fight. We, we, we gotta go highlight to this the, run. We gotta yeah, highlight this run. No, do the run, but then look at her jump. Pay super close attention to her first jump. All right. Is it? Is it? Have I gotten there yet? Okay, I yeah, have to pause this right here. You're right okay. here. Look at the, like she, her. I don't know. Her run's fine to me. Nah, dude. It's weird. It's a. It's like a. It, it it's the run of someone who's not very athletic. Yeah, they should have gotten the stunt double to do yeah. this part, especially yeah. when she does this jump. Because as soon as she does the jump, it's like, oh, she must have done all her own stunt work—the running and and jumping and everything. Because I'm telling you, I think it happens right here once they uh, it's their first interaction, like once they start fighting. Okay, I have to just be really careful. I don't want us to get. That's fine. You can drag it if you want to get to where the spot is and then play it. Because I'm not exactly sure. Old chick takes off after the ship that got away. Old uh, She-Hulk, I should say. <laughs> that is quite she the stance by Ahsoka, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's that karate stance. That karate stance. That Cobra stance. Kai. Is this it? Yeah. Yeah. That one? Yeah. That little, like, her little twisty, her little samurai yeah. twist? Yeah, that's <laughs> I thought it was so dumb. She, like, jumped, like, an inch off the ground. Like, that's supposed to be your jump? And there's this other part where she's um, coming down with both of her sabers, and uh, <laughs> the person she's fighting had an easy chance to just swipe and cut her in half. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. They never, you know, modern uh, choreography for this stuff never, never works properly. You know what they could have done? Can I show you something? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so let's go back to her run just for a second because someone made me realize this. You know what they could have done to fix this? They could have just sped the frames up mm -hmm. like a little bit. Let me see if I can actually do this. Let's see. Or maybe even edit it a bit better. Now, this is going to look a little weird because I'm doing this like after the fact. Like, this isn't raw footage. But I am curious if I. Let's speed this up. Hundred percent. Oh, whoops! Shoot! Don't delete that. Let's just see. Okay, it's a little too fast. By the way, the first three episodes will come out this Friday for Willow Time. Still a little too fast. First three episodes. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm trying That's to what see. They just said. Okay, so it's still a little too fast, and honestly, it might have something to do with her run as well. And you would have to do a lot more than me just, like, speeding this up in post. Then she does her one-foot twist. That's about a 15% increase right there. Yeah, it looks better. Already, right? Just, like, a little bit better than... 
what she was doing. Because if I do it too much on this, it definitely looks goofy. It looks like a comedy. But she just looks, she looks a little too slow. Um, and again, like, what what they used to, there's a couple things they used to do. For one, they used to train these actors, you know? I mean, you think about, like, Chris Evans in, um, like, the Captain America movies. Yep. <clears throat> and then, like, one the of the things that... And everything. Yeah, and they had these, um, you can find the behind the scenes for a lot of this stuff. There's, like, scenes where Captain America's running really, really fast, and it's a mix of practical and CG, and they have some sort of thing, um they attach to him or whatever that makes him run a lot faster. And then they take that in post and they make it look really, really seamless in the way that he's running. Um, I, I'd have to find it. I'm, I'm not going to look it up right now, but <laughs> yeah, with the Benny Hill song, uh, GT, that would be pretty funny. Um, but yeah, man, like the fight isn't that great. Um, again, talk about not taking the time to establish your villains as being threatening. Um, this guy is like never a threat to Ahsoka and it's boring. He has to bring back up, right? To take her on. And it's like, man, I just, I don't know. Like the whole thing, incredibly uninteresting. And then basically old she Hulk general, um, gets, uh, knock off R2D2 drone to, uh, do the tracker onto the big ship. And And I'm like, you just don't have something you can just shoot at it. Like, yeah. I'm like, and I thought it was kind of dumb that their way to track it was just to go over it and drop it on the ship. Yeah, they can't shoot it. It has to like be like a shark, you know. You just gotta put it right on 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 top of it. Yep. Technology in Star Wars has always been pretty weird to me. It's like uh, there's nothing you can shoot. Nothing. It's just of of course they miss every shot. Yeah, they can't. They don't do anything. Like neither the attacker or attacky in that gun that gun like the ships shooting at each other uh there's like no damage really done to either of them and you know she gets super lucky she doesn't want to shoot at them because she doesn't want to bring the ship down into the city okay fair enough that was her reasoning but yeah yeah i guess there's a city back there (laughs) there's a lot of water they could have yeah (laughs) easily crashed into water (laughs) okay and then also Let's see. Do they have the... Okay, so she... Please tell me. I didn't even think about this before, but I wonder if this is actually a thing. So she goes over, right? Mm -hmm. And he drops it on there. Yep. And isn't there supposed to be, like, no gravity in space? I was about to say, they are clearly in space. (laughs) Come on now. Star Wars is terrible. It's a dead brand, man. Only one two one point two billion people watched the first. I mean, one point two million, not billion. Uh, watch the uh, first episode. One point two million. Yeah, that's what they. That's say. That's it. Yep. Yeesh. Um, the armor looks bad. Oh yeah. Oh, and now she goes full level ten. Yeah. Yeah. According to Samba TV. 1.2 million U.S. households watched the premiere episode of Ahsoka over its first six days on Disney+. Plus. Ew, that's and even worse. Yeah. I think that that's lower than Mando. It's only 200,000 views a day. 
and that's lower than the Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they have more dialogue with the baddies, and it ends. That's it. Oh, hey, at least they framed this shot correctly. That's nice. Good job. Congratulations to the cinematographer. I really don't want to watch these next episodes. I'd rather just move on <laughs> to Will of Time. But I'll do what must be done. Uh, JS Cop in the chat said, there's gravity that low. Also, he's kind of he kind of tosses it, doesn't he? Bruh, that's a pretty lucky toss. Yeah. I, you know, I that is it. Is am I am I being too crazy and calling it like kind of a one in a million shot? Like she, like okay. So say there is even some gravity. Like you got to think about like they're doing a rotation over the top of the ship. Yeah, I mean, and so it's, it's not it's just what uh, um, Tuoxa Captor says. Uh, even you throwing something in space wouldn't even have the force to be tossed and land perfectly on the ship. So yeah, it is a kind of one in a million shot, and it just doesn't seem like something that would happen. I mean, that's why I say so, some type of projectile, something to force it. It does. Yeah, it doesn't seem like land on the ship. all it. Unless would take... their argument would be, well, technically he wasn't completely in space; he was still Wait, in the. Uh, the planet's atmosphere and gravitational pull. Like, okay. All right. Bru- I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess it is a droid. He probably could calculate that. I think that would probably be the better argument. But I don't know. It. <laughs> I Logist- Okay, so like if there is gravity, right? Like, are they going up? Like, would that thing land in that that position? Why would you even want to try to take that kind of risk to begin with? It. Just lazy I don't know. Writing. I'll I'll let y'all have it. You know, I'm I'm not like, I <laughs> just I don't know that 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 one's a little suspect to me. <laughs> it's definitely not the most suspicious thing in the show, but for sure it's it's a little uh it's a little off to me. And that's Ahsoka episode one and two, a big old fat yawn. Literally, I went to sleep. <laughs> Dude, I, I it was tough. When I say that. It was pretty tough for me to stay away from these. I, I realized after the first time I, I nodded off just a little bit in the first episode, I was like, oh no. I was like, all right. I was like, I gotta like focus. I'm gonna try to pay attention. <laughs> um all right, but that's you know, that's the first two episodes of Ahsoka. And uh you know, I'll uh, we'll figure out the rest of them. I think we have to like keep up, but maybe we don't have to do full full breakdowns for the rest of them. I'd rather do a full breakdown all the time. Unless, if I listen, emotional aspect is good to it. Listen though, if I put these out and this does well, you're stuck. That's okay. Okay, if it does well, I'll be stuck. Okay, we're still gonna do Wheel of Time though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We can definitely talk about Wheel of Time. We'll have to do both. Yeah. Gosh. We can. I mean, it's definitely possible. We just got to... It'll be a lot easier doing a single, you know, we just watch the time a little bit, do an hour each or yeah. something like that. Um. Yeah. All right. I think Wheel of Time is going to be hotter than this, though. 
I don't think this is that hot. I mean, think about it. Only one point two million US yeah, watched yeah. it. That's only gonna go down. I'm wondering if it'll have this a similar effect to um The Witcher. No, I was gonna say The Last of Us. Because that that show, even though it was very well recognized and a lot of people liked it, it didn't do good numbers. Mm, you're wondering if Will of Time will. No, no, Ahsoka. I, I'm wondering, Ahsoka. Uh, yeah, if like Ahsoka's kind of in a similar position where it's like, it it kind of like the I think the talk surrounding it is interesting as far as like being able to break that down and exp- it's you know it's it's a really good template to explain how you can do a lot of things better. Without the show being, because it, it's not good, but it's also not egregious in in the way that there's a lot more like of a blank slate to me with Ahsoka, okay. where you're like, if you did certain things, this actually could be more interesting. Like, if you took the time to develop these characters and not just like ride off the coattails of how they've been developed over the course of, um. Clone Wars and Rebels because there and this is the thing is like there's always been the separation between live action and the cartoon stuff like they've always been pretty separated with just like little crossovers of like stuff from live action coming to cartoon but now the cartoon stuff in a lot of ways has probably grown a lot more in popularity especially um, over the last like 20 years or so um it's probably grown to a level where people are very fond of characters from that, so they want to see them in the live action. But there's all these people that like they're never gonna, you're never gonna get them to watch the animated stuff. It's just not gonna happen. There's a lot of people that just don't want to watch um, animated stuff that isn't like very specific to like Pixar or you know pick your kind of like really popular the stuff that anyone will watch, right? I think I'm just more interested to see, even if the Will of Time is worse, I feel like even emotionally it would be easier for me to get through that. Like I'd rather watch something that makes Calm down there, Joseph. <laughs> it's just like like this show is just I just I'm just not interested in Star Wars as a whole anymore. It's just I'm I'm off the stage. I mean, you know, I just don't care to see it at this point. Releasing new movies isn't going to do anything for me. Um, you know, I have to hear it from other people if it was good or not. But, you know, with Will of Time, I watched season one so we could review season two. Yeah, well, you That's did that well. of your own accord. I didn't know you were planning on watching it until you were like, I'm watching it. And I was like, all right, well, good luck. <laughs> I, You know, I, I, I uh, tip my hat to you, sir, for actually making it through. So yeah, next week we're gonna be reviewing Will of Time there. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will. Three episodes. I don't, dude. I don't know if I can do back to back to back breakdowns like that. We might have to pick and choose a little bit for three whole episodes. Yep. That's on Amazon, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Okay, I just I needed to make sure so I can actually like when I've got downtime during um, the weekend that I can actually. Uh, sit down and try to watch those. Is it Honestly, they come out Friday? Do is if we wanted to do Ahsoka and all three, we could just do instead of doing a full breakdown of Ahsoka, we give like a fifteen to twenty minute spill, which is let's say even ten to twenty minute spill on the episode, right? Uh, which would be a good easy video to put out on YouTube, 
and then we can the rest of the time we can spend breaking down Will of Time. Yeah, that might be a good idea. At least until we have, uh, if we can get Quinlan on, we can go back. You know. Yeah. We'll do. We'll exactly. do that just for him. Make us. Yeah. But if yeah, because I I think you're right. I and I think we're just gonna get a lot of the same for the rest of Ahsoka. I think it's gonna the tonally, writing, direction. I think and it's I, all going to be very similar and very consistent through the rest of the season. Yeah. I can't and imagine I it gets any better, or honestly, I or worse, because like there is I, a possibility for it to get worse. But I just I get this feeling that it's going to stay very tonally consistent through the entire season. I agree. It's very much bland, and uh, you know maybe YouTube will surprise us and we'll have good numbers with this and across social media as a whole. But I doubt that. Uh, We'll see that in Will of Time probably hit more. But I really I don't have anything to say about this crap show. Yeah, neither do I. That's it. Well, right. thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 148 of The Underground. Uh, we'll be back next week with a quick rundown of Ahsoka and some form or another of uh, the first three episodes of Wheel of Time. It'll be a longer, but I don't know how frame by frame will really go because that three episodes man if those things are like 45 minutes a piece it's gonna take yeah. forever um, yeah, it, is. it might be best like to to write some notes down between episode one two and three about specific things that we want to talk about like well we can do like a we can talk about this a little bit but we can do a um a kind of a summary up front of our thoughts uh kind of like what we did with ahsoka um but a little more condensed for three episodes Upfront thoughts. That's a lot of time. Specific things from episode one that we wanted to talk about. Specific things from two, and specific things from three. And then we'll just kind of, you know, we'll try. We can try to keep them in order of them happening, and then mm-hmm. kind of work our way through them so that we can stick within like an hour and a half, two hours uh, for the Let's episode. Do it, because otherwise we'll be here forever. <laughs> yeah. But Alrighty. if you guys do want to see longer form content of us breaking down episodes of stuff joseph tell the lovely people no matter how they are watching or listening to this how they can support us yeah so we utilize the value for value system here which is a monetization model to where you get to determine the value our content is worth so it's basically whatever you feel you can donate in the form of your time talent and treasure treasure obviously meaning your money time and talent meaning anything that you can donate and to help us develop and grow our platform so if you're good at editing if you uh i don't know david if you want to create artwork and thumbnails like whooper troopa one of our the trolls in the troll room he's done thumbnails for us if you want to do episode artwork if you want to help with our branding in anything and everything you can think of you know you can shoot it to us and run it by us and we can talk and you can donate in like kind but you can go to our direct.me link uh, in the video description and there you'll see where you can uh, donate via paypal we are eventually going to set up a cash app and venmo as well donations of a hundred dollars or less automatically make you a producer for the corresponding episodes donations between 100 and 200 dollars automatically make you an associate executive producer and donations of $200 or more make you an executive producer for the corresponding episodes. And these are actual credits we will vouch for that you can put on your resumes wherever these credits are accepted. And also on our direct.me link, you'll see all the social media sites where you can follow us. You'll also find our email. You can email us 
anytime and give us your thoughts on anything that we have going on. Um, and thank you to Tyler Daniels um, for yes. continuing to be a producer. I'm very sorry that we've been forgetting to we were supposed to to give him credit for from like three episodes ago. We just kept yeah. forgetting. We are sorry about that. Um, we we will we will do better. We will do better. Yes, um, we will. But thank you guys again. And until next week, y'all take it easy. <laughs>